Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with uh, my my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. We're um, behind the stage at the Arsenio Hall show, um, which is almost a sort of a... Um, it's a sort of a it's of a, a '90s feeling because you know I remember being backstage at the Arsenio Hall show for many 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 times over the, over the years. But today is the new Arsenio Hall show, and we have with us our friend from England, <laughs> well uh, from San Francisco, yeah, but also England. I don't know. Would you consider your, this is Scott Capurro? Hi, hey Scott. Nice you know Scott. <laughs> we love Scott. His Hi. husband Edson is here also. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hey, guys. Hey, but uh, we. I, I I mean we we have you have you been back back to um do any I wanted you to come and do, do like these TV shows because I want you to come here and then I wanted you to come to Fashion Police because I thought oh I wondered if you've like done any of these TV shows no not not I haven't been in L A in years uh-huh. years how I mean, come I've, you don't come back here very much well, I come to San Francisco a couple times a year but I don't really ever drive down I always mean to and then I just don't squeeze it in I don't know. yeah you still have a, a a home in San Francisco I do yeah so yeah a tiny flat. That we're squeezed into right now, actually, my husband and I. And it always felt big enough for me when I lived there on my own, but this is his first time there. And we just stared at each other across the bedroom, which is also the living room, and wonder if we're going to kill each other. No, it's, it's <laughs> nice, That's though. the test of love right yeah. there. Can it survive San Francisco's <laughs> oh God, yeah. crunch of housing? Because he, American TV is loud at night when those politicians are screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. And I love MSNBC. And he's like, Kapuro, turn it down. It's too much your peeps. They're too loud. So <laughs> That's, that. Turn down democracy? Is yeah, that what I you're know. saying? Turn down Rachel Maddow. What are you talking about? <laughs> so... um we're testing one another, but it's good. It's been all right so far. And a lot of friends have been very gracious taking us places to all their rich houses. I know a lot of rich yoga ladies in San Francisco that have oh, made yeah. homes and maids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Have you gone to, Have you done Rodney Yee's class in uh No, I studied Piedmont? with uh, a guy in San Francisco, but I'd like to go. He looks great. I don't know anything about his class. Um, yeah, I was going to go on this journey to, with him to Bhutan. What a journey. And um, we were going to do this like yoga journey, and uh, I was going to go, and then there was that bombing in Bali, and then I got really paranoid about traveling in Asia, so I, right. I canceled the trip. But then I, I, I thought, you know, well... This will be my fine, like thing, where, like a real luxury thing to go on a, a, a yoga journey with um, somebody like that. He's hot. He's hot, and he just got that really great ujjayi breathing. That like it's just like sounds like a rapist. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but a good rapist. Yeah. Well, you know, like I got like a kind that you would pay a lot of money to go to yeah, Bhutan the with. Kind. Yeah, yeah, that kind. <laughs> yeah. Thoughtful, thoughtful, thoughtful rapist. The one who uses he uses a condom. He well, cares. yeah, he cares. And is I mean he 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 actually is really is very hard. I actually do his DVD. It's really hard. Yeah, the porn DVD, that one. No, the it's it's called Fire. That that's is, the that is that's the porn, the porn DVD. DVD. <laughs> that's it's not called Breathing to the Oldies. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's I, I've seen his calendar oldies. and he's beautiful. But my my teacher is Iyengar, I think like Rodney. Oh but yeah. Just, my my guy is um, not a calendar model. Edson met him actually on Sunday. A little reception, some f- friends through, and humiliated himself in front of my yoga teacher because he ran Ooh. up and said, "Oh." I hear the yoga teacher is really mean, really mean. Is he mean? No. And the guy's like, I'm standing right here and I can hear you. I'm right here. So Edson was humiliated. He said it to the bloke. The yoga ladies threw us a little reception because we were married and they were very sweet. Oh, that's nice. Yes. And they they were great in this beautiful house and we had to toast each other. And it was more glamorous than our wedding day, actually. It was <laughs> yeah. more thoughtful. <laughs> and um, yeah, people in San Francisco take the... Gay marriage thing very serious. They're like, oh, well, they they want to honor it. Yeah, they do. Honor. They want to honor. Well, I'm glad that you guys are here. Now, what we're gonna do 
uh, we're going to actually cut in. We're going to play a clip from a previous episode where we talked about you. I spent I us. Yes. Uh, many, 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 many hours with David Mills. That's right. In London searching with Scott Capurro. Do you oh. remember? You know Scott oh, yeah, I do know Scott, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, funny Scott Capurro, who is our friend. Absolutely. And an American and now living in London and now um, doing comedy there. He's a big star there, as is in America. He's really great. He's our hero. Uh, but he, uh, we spent days looking for a man purse. Yeah. And he still has not found one. No, he still hasn't. Well, I saw him I, in San Francisco. Yeah. And he was, I mean, the problem, Scott, love him, love him, love him terrible taste and oftentimes <laughs> it's true it's true and scott oftentimes you know he scott's always saying like you know you can't judge a book by its cover i always say no scott you can't judge a book by its cover because you have terrible judgment and he was looking at terrible terrible bags in san francisco and he should have bought one of those great bags we saw back in london well he you know those people that you try to help them and then they won't they they divert it mm -hmm. and then so you're just um the, the nothing you say actually helps They're deflecting it, but they want help but Scott, we looked for days to find Scott a bag. I didn't think it was that hard to find uh, a man a, a purse. At one point, we were sending each other photographs of bags, <laughs> like it was porn, like we were trading uh, illicit and photographs stolen off of websites. And just nothing. Came up with nothing. Uh, bags, no. There was always something He'll wrong. send me. He'll be like, okay, go to this shop in some crazy place in London. I have to go totally out of my way. And I'll be like, oh, God, must I do this? He said, yes, you must do this. Some sh crazy shop. And it looked just like the bag that we had seen together mm -hmm. the week earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, uh, you know, somewhere nearby, both where we live. You know what I mean? Some completely mm -hmm. ridiculous thing. He is obsessed and impossible around bags. Yeah. He's just, it's more the idea of, of the constant search. No, I think yeah. he needs to be put down. Yeah. He literally, <laughs> this is literally, you know what you know I what? mean? The, the bag thing, thing has gone completely, yeah. he needs to be put down. He needs to be is, literally smothered with a, um, a man purse. <laughs> he, you, absolutely. <laughs> you could, you could and we down. need to plan it right now. <laughs> no, we just need, next time we, I, any of yeah. us see him, we just need to do it. Have you seen him more? Somebody will distract like him that. and then someone will Boom. come up from behind him with Take the man him down. purse. Boom. Put it over his head. He's crying and out for help. Pull him no. to the ground. Kill me, please. The, yes. the worst is that the coroners come to get him and they're zipping him up and he's like, bitch, not in this bag. <laughs> no, right. thank you. Yeah. She'll be like Jason, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> She'll be keep coming back for that bag, honey. <laughs> honey, she needs that Absolutely. bag. It keeps her alive. Okay, now we're back. Okay, and great. What we had talked about in the... Hopefully, we should tell Scott what the clip would be. Hopefully we can seamlessly... Put, is, is that okay? Oh, yeah, we can edit in, no problem. Um, we, we had an episode with John Roberts <laughs> and, and, David, and Mills. David Mills oh, talking right. about the biggest dilemma you've had in a long time is finding the proper... The bag. Bag. Uh, and oh, now... Oh, God, it took me... Well... No, I'm looking at the bag and I'm like, how come you didn't send me a picture of this bag? No, hold on. That's English. It's English. She... Uh, it's very English. I so think it's great. It's you have a bag. Yeah. Let's no, I like update. It. You have yes. a bag. It's locally produced in, in London, near where I live, the shop. I, I drove my husband crazy for two years. No, I, you drove us all crazy oh, for two years. <laughs> you were very patient. I love this bag, though, but I wish that I uh, I had known because I, I think I, I would have enjoyed um, seeing it. But this is a this is one you selected. Yes. We, we were in there, and it was on sale, and I made a – what is it called? Uh, 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 when, you, when you purchase something quickly – Impulse, uh, impulse buy. I made an impulse buy. I made an executive decision. That's and, not like you well, to we make. Went for coffee that's first. not like him to buy an no, impulse. No, it's not. But, but we, right, honey, and you said just get it. You just, just hopped up on caffeine. <laughs> yes, and it just, was time to buy it. Edson, Edson yeah. wanted him to buy. Just it. get. It. But then 
I have a friend who runs an online men's shopping website, and I found this beautiful Marc Jacobs bag, and he sold it to me for like a huge discount. It's amazing. It's leather, black leather, black leather strap. It's mm -hmm. perfect. I'll mm -hmm. show. I can find it online. I'll show you. A photo oh, good. It. And so I have two. That's my computer bag, and this is my day bag. I can squeeze my speedo into that. I can squeeze oh. into that in a speedo. Actually, <laughs> because also, like, because this this bag does not. But not fulfill... everybody can squeeze into a speedo. Well, no. thank you for mentioning that. But this bag does not fulfill the requirements that, like, I had sort of had it in my mind that it's got to, like, fit the 17-inch uh, Mac PowerBook. Which my black yes. leather one does. Which it does. Yes. Okay. That was fine, yeah. I like this one a lot. This is also very similar to the one that I picked out for you at Dover. It is similar. Mm -hmm. It has that fish men's fisherman's bag Fishing. Look with the leather straps. And the leather bottom, as it were. Le and, <laughs> the leather bottom. Um, of course. Who's a No double entendre there at all, right? <laughs> but um, I'm not crazy about the oatmeal-colored web strap, although I'm learning to love it. I like it. You know, it's part of it. Um, yeah. I think it's uh, it's nice and sporty. It is sporty. And it, you know? it, it leans, it lays against your backside. It shapes itself against your backside, which I like. I don't feel it banging or bumping, and it doesn't feel out of place. Mm-hmm. I think it'll look good in the winter against uh, a Mac, a, a, a oh. tan Mac in the rain with that. Yeah, and I also think. if you do, you have a pea coat, don't you? Guys have pea coats, don't do, you? I do. Yeah, you guys, so, you guys yeah. pea coats. So that's it's actually a very good uh, accompaniment to a pea coat. It's kind of butch, but not. It is butch, but it's more. You know what? It, it's more um, bike messenger. Yeah, it's a, it's Italian bike messenger, slightly femme butch. I it's think. il postino. It is il postino. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah. I was just excited because we'd never gotten to play a clip from previous episodes. I know. But, uh, but I we, know. Yeah. we had to what roll did the David clip. David Mills say anyway. Well, okay, we were talking about the bag, and then we were talking about how um, all the things that you needed in the bag. David Mills <laughs> said a lot. Yes, he, he said say. a lot. And he didn't show up in khaki shorts, did he? He didn't show up in khaki shorts. He showed up nicely dressed, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Oh, yes. He's, but he's... alone, which is the way he'll die. I'm worried about <laughs> David Mills finding someone. Aren't we all worried about David Mills well, dying alone? Well, he seems. I don't think he's going to die alone. He's a very lovely. He's gorgeous. He's very guy handsome and smart and... and funny. But I think this is my impression. Yes. And I've been. I've only been through 17 years of therapy, so I can't really keep up with David. <laughs> but he was institutionalized. He recovered, and, and good for him. You know. But um, he walked away from the drugs. But I think for him. I'm worried because I think that he, his work takes such a precedence over everything else in his life. Oh, yes. You know? But at the same time, you know, the, the, there's um, a joy to him and, a, you know, he has a spirit of fun. And I, I think that he's, I don't know, maybe he's sort of a loner spirit anyway. Yeah, I think so. But a lot of stand-up comics are, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's sort of the lifestyle, really. It, it, is. it is a very solitary life, traveling alone, staying alone, gigs alone. It, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, it is hard. It can be. I mean... That's why this trip is so strange, because usually I come into San Francisco by myself. I have been doing that for years and years. And to have him with me is so odd, my husband, beca him, because um, <laughs> San Francisco is so different now. And mm -hmm. being married, because I'm on the radio a lot there, I attract such a different audience. All these um, married women come to see me now, and they want to meet him, and they, they want photo ops. and Oh, I love it. Autograph opportunities and oh, stuff. Oh, I love it. You're like famous up there now. <laughs> We're everyone's favorite gay Barebacking couple in San Francisco. I think. <laughs> we can bareback as a married, so it's okay. Oh my God, we went to Shell Ooh. Beach in Tomales Bay the other day, and we were we get to the wood, surrounded by the woods, beautiful little beach in Tomales Bay up, up north. And the first thing he says, Kapuro, we've got to have sex," which <gasps> is, I guess, the right spirit. Oh, 
I love it. So we drag ourselves into the bushes, so to speak. We drag up. And I it love was, that it's last names, too. That's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. so romantic. <laughs> Very professional. So um, we go into the woods, and it should have been, there should have been no one on the beach because the parking lot closed at sunset. We, we saw everyone leave. And then we're in there, and we're banging away, and this family comes down with a screaming child. I'm like, of course. The one thing that will get us in prison. If that kid sees us, he'll be damaged for life. And we'll be on some sex registry, although we're married, but we're still banging in the woods. So he had to pull out. We stopped. We curled up on our beach towel and hid in the bushes for like 20 minutes. And that kid was screaming, God, I hate children. Oh. We did. We got out of there a bit. We recovered in lube and sand. And then when we got home, we reenacted it. Oh, God. Well, I'm in glad. In the shower, I... like we we're still at the beach, sort of. I'm, I'm glad that you got to do. I mean, you know. But that's very That's, that's a really too. sweet. Yeah, I think so. What do you, what, uh, what do you think about the, um, we'll make it a little bit SF-centric for a second. The windmill action down at the end of Golden Gate. You're Park. the second person to ask us about. The funny thing is, one of the first things we did was we went to lunch there with my uncle because that restaurant's open again. Yes. And we walked from wind, windmill to windmill. We, I, we didn't see anything, but I, I maybe it still goes on. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, uh, it used to. Well, but I always felt that that was. I walked through there once with Scott Silverman. And oh we were walking God. around, and Scott was like so Velcro. disgusted about it. Oh, he was so turned. She yeah. behaves that way, but you pour a couple of drinks in that one. Listen, I had to beat her off of me, so to speak, years ago when we started a comic. I drove him home drunk one night to his flat, and uh, he put. He's very strong. That one. Oh yeah, he's strong. Yes, wiry. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, what, it's all that muscular. manual, manual uh, steering. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Years of all the, all the tension makes him very muscular, <laughs> and he pushed me up against the wall. I'm like, we're friends. I I got around him and he threw me on this this bed this mattress on the floor being you know new comics and I'm on there fighting beating him off again so to speak and then finally I got out from under him and drove home we maintained a friendship but I couldn't because across the park from him lived Marilyn Pittman a comic who I'm sure oh, yeah? you could see what was happening through her bedroom window I was humiliated and then um, a few years later Josie I said something else that got him angry and again he threw me against the wall he was sober that time. He's a strong one. I'm afraid of him. He is. He's very, you know, it's funny because he is such a mild-mannered guy, but he he can, he can really, it's a a superhuman strength. Yeah. Yeah. He could lift a car off a baby if he had to. (laughs) He's like a Hulk. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. So um, don't make him angry or horny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I've I've done I don't even I don't think that I've ever seen him he in any sort of horny. He's not. He he's so not that. He to me is so. Um, he's so about other things. He's yeah. not really. But this about... was a long time ago when we were starting out, and Ooh. I think he um, he was hammered. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I yeah. That's also an odd thing too, because I I've almost never I don't think I've ever really seen him drunk. Yeah. So you've seen sides of him that I don't even see, but I and I know him very well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's funny. I've not seen him in years, but I saw his new Facebook photo. He still looks the same. He's adorable. He's adorable. He is. He's always the same. He has not changed at ageless. all. Ageless. It's ageless. It's creepy, isn't it? It's, it's staying creepy. out of the sun. Oh, where there. Well, yeah. That's good genes um, too. Yeah, good genes. Yeah. No, we always were, thought he was the cutest one. Mark Davis and I and. All the comics that he was I made out with Mark Davis one time. What? Oh my God! Isn't that freaky? You what is that story? Tell. Well, it was terrible. I um, <laughs> it, not, not no, it wasn't terrible. In the, it was actually he's a really great kisser and he's a really handsome guy, um, but I felt bad about it, um, just because I was like, what? I, I couldn't remember exactly the circumstances, but we did it for some ungodly reason. I don't know why. Just to do it. I don't know why. Was it a dare? Was it a game? No, was it, or was no. it pa- was there passion? No, it it was not passion. It was not I don't know what it was. I'm not sure, but I remember kissing him and then just like kind of being like, 
I felt really bad about it and weird about it. Was there it. any booby rubbing? No. No, no booby rubbing? No. Yeah, um, but, you know, he and I worked together a lot. I think it yeah, happened yeah. at Josie's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Isn't On that shocking? Oh, this is maybe this is like a good twenty-five years ago. In that little tiny green room, back where they kept the brooms. I, I, it must have been by you know Margie was kind of around oh, there. Oh Margie, God! But it was very. I, I felt really. Uh, I don't know why I had a, a tremendous amount of guilt, and it was almost like a, um, a Catholic guilt, even though I'm not Catholic. But there's something about when you trespass uh, the the sort of bounds of homosexuality, then it it, it is it is really a shocking thing. Like yeah. um, you enter the fairy world, you better watch out. It's very <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I mean, it's really it, it's it's a very. Um, There's hula hoops and strange colognes and weird smells and yeah. It's just a weird thing to do to your gay friend is to um, lord your heterosexuality over them, and then see how far they will go. And that 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 seems to be a lot, something that happens when you're younger. Mm. Um, certainly. I made the mistake of telling my mother once that I met this girl in an acting class I told you about that I kind of, years ago in San Francisco that I kind of liked. And my mom, she almost dropped her bun cake. She was so excited. She was like, oh, my God, you, are you telling me? I mean, I don't mind you being gay. I don't mind. But really, a woman? I mean, honey, really? You sure? Do you think? Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, no, Mom, I just, she's nice. Anyway, we went on a date, kind of, went and saw play. And then mm-hmm. I felt all this pressure. Not from her, just from myself. Yeah. I didn't want to make her a guinea pig, you know? Like, I mean, of course, I could probably finger her or something but it's not i mean i like how you like oh, whatever that you look so exhausted when you just say i suppose i could maybe i mean you I just look so it needed to. but not if i just had a manicure anyway i could have maybe I-, <laughs> I mean how rude i could have maybe you know done that but i'm there's never gonna be some moment where i'm gonna throw her down and, and you know penetrate the heck is that how we say penetrate the heck out of that's her? what i say yes yeah, <laughs> penetrate the heck out of her penetrated the heck out of yeah, that i yes i rode that pony or whatever or that <laughs> That yes, but you just you just really enjoyed her company. Though. She was great and smart and really really funny. And we done this David Mamet scene, so there's a bit of touchy kissy in the rehearsal period. And then before I knew it, we were on a date at a play, and I you know felt my mother on this shoulder, and you know the the family will here. <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't go any further. I don't know where she is now. I'm sure I hope she's found someone that you know appreciates her for what was her, her feeling was she hoping for that or did she, she, was, she knew well i could tell that she, yes she whatever that she found me not i think women well i don't know i think in her case she found me non-threatening which appealed to her which in turn made her want, sort of want it in maybe a way a or, or want to do something with you maybe and also i didn't have that we didn't have that weird sexual tension where i just you know looked at her breasts every time we talked because right. she had nice ones but it wasn't all you know, we had other things in common that I think inspired her to feel intimate with me. Mm-hmm. I'm being very diplomatic. I think no, that she was, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Actresses get tired of being stared at. We were just in Starbucks down the road, and a beautiful woman walked in with blonde hair and nice ones and like high, high heels and tight, teeny, you know, denim, denim shorts. And why shouldn't she? It's 88 degrees out, mm-hmm. and there's a table of about four guys that were like <clears throat> staring right. I mean, the whole time she was in there for like 10 minutes, right? They took their eyes right. off of her. Well, what mm-hmm. is the etiquette to that? I mean, if they dress, sometimes you think, well, if somebody's dressed like that, they sort of want no, someone they, to look at them. She, no, she's maybe. Just, I don't know. For a second, maybe briefly. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I mean, it's, that's that fine line of just, just, Back off. just, just, just uh, leering at them the well, whole time. There were writers, I guess, from the local studio. They had baseball caps on and bad beers. I'm sure nothing personal, but I'm sure there were writers. I don't have a cap. And, um, I just have a bad, bad beard. <laughs> um, 
No, you know, they probably look like they worked in the neighborhood and they were creative people, right, or something. Mm -hmm. They just were leering. I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know. Maybe actress, they, she wants to be noticed. Maybe some of you are unaware, though. But that, that's the thing about me. It's like sometimes I'll wear something that's revealing and then I won't even realize that it's revealing because I don't even, I don't even have like a full-length mirror in my yeah. house. So I don't even think about it. And then... You she go, had oh, you realize. This look. Yeah, yeah. Black high heels that were like six inch heels. And mm -hmm. it, she looked ready yeah. to do a scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't mean she's ready for everyone. I don't know. I always wonder when I see women that are like that, especially here in LA, if, if they've just. I mean, they know, of course you're right. They know that she, she knows she's going to be looked at. She knows she's going to be leered at. And I don't know. Are they, are they interested in. I guess they are. They're here, right? So. Well, they're interested in something. Yeah. It depends, you know. It's funny here. It's a. It's a, it's a Especially now, I think it, when I lived here 25 years ago, I think the neighborhood was a bit more seedy and there was a bit more attention grabbing going on. Right. And you knew what you were for if you went down there. But I think now people's impressions of what is appropriate and inappropriate behavior is so much more careful in, in show business. I think people are very cautious. Ooh. Which is maybe a good thing. I don't know. I think people, I think women tend to dress more provocatively in Los Angeles because uh, we don't have to walk around. Yeah. That you get in your car and that you have sort of a sort of isolation period before you get to the place that you're going. Yeah. And then you're there and then you can also go back in your car. I mean, there there isn't the thing like in London, you're on the tube or, or you're New walking York. on the yeah. street or yeah. New York. Whereas here, you don't really have anything like that. So More you don't protected. have that interaction. So She looked great. That's good. Yeah. But not for you. If I could look like that in leather shorts, in, in denim shorts, I'd wear them too. <laughs> <laughs> you liked it, right, honey? My husband likes a bit of... Big smile, yeah. All right. Aww, you you would have turned heads in that style. Well, Edson's very cute. He likes a bit of uh, he likes a bit of uh, he likes Aww. a bit of mild straight porn. I catch him watching it on the TV sometimes. Those weird channels were a little bit of fuzzy booby stuff. And, mm -hmm. You know, late night stuff. Mm. Yeah, he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's very beautiful. And you guys, I mean, you guys are here, which is like we worked so hard to get you here. Like I remember we were trying to contact Jennifer Siebel oh, Newsom right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were trying to get some sort of thing where like we were trying to get you over here yeah. because he couldn't come over. They turned him down twice in the American Embassy in London. They did, yeah. And it was very difficult to actually like get them over here, but I guess because of DOMA being overturned that this is now going to be They gave him a 10-year visa. That's come good. Yeah. good. And now I think thing. he might apply for a green card, right? Oh, that's a good idea. And then, and then spend come some back. more time over here. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you should do like more shows and you know, it's like I know that I know that you do so great over there, but it's fun to have you here too. I like it here too. I can speak in shorthand here a little bit more. Mhm. Mm Especially up north where the in Marin where I did a few shows. I'm doing another one there soon. And they're so careful and so middle class and upper middle class. <laughs> oh, did you do that theater? What's that one the that theater? The Throck yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a lovely lovely it's place. Great. And it is a really um great community up there but still you find it you have to be a bit careful i'm not careful and i think but they, 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 they you feel like they want it or i mean they're pretty I th they're pretty good up there yeah I, I didn't have any walkouts this time and they were um <laughs> they were okay there was one black guy there thank god and uh i talked about him for a while <laughs> and um it was great it was really fun but i do i do like because you can mention neighborhoods and stuff that i'm very familiar with and growing up there and so uh -huh. oh yeah and people understand what you're talking about i remember I was in Australia visiting in 2001, and you kind of, uh, you kind of uh, made some headlines down there. Well, all I did was my show, right? The uh, show on, that they hired. on TV, though, right? I did the did first you do ten on, minutes on... of my act on Rove, mm -hmm. which I'd sent to them scripted. It was a live comedy show, kind of their Johnny Carson, but much younger guy. 
And they'd had me on the first Comic-Con to promote the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And it was live. And I'm like, are you sure you want me? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. We saw the show. So I sent them a script of what I'd be doing. And they'd seen it. And I tested it. And they approved it. And then I did it. And they got... 200 complaints, which, hey, 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 it's Saturday. I used to get every Saturday. Right. And a variety show there. And they freaked out. I think Rove kind of used it to his benefit for publicity. Uh-huh. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, it, it was, it was because the controversy is always actually really yeah. good. I, I, I mimed jacking off to Jesus. Uh-huh. On TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I mean. It, but he but was in whiteface. I was in whiteface. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he had a beret. It was very, it was very. Yeah. So you got in trouble? Yeah. I, well. Yes. Well, they, they, it was all, it was really another manufactured controversy. It was. And 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 the thing is, I was there at the time, and so uh, family members and people asked me. They said, oh, "Do you do you did you hear about?" This? And I didn't see the thing because I don't. I wasn't watching TV. It was probably doing something. Yeah, but, yeah. And 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 everybody said it was really funny and there was no problem. But it, the it, the press went it was for really it. just the comedy community too. They and because they banned comics for the rest of the run of yeah. of Melbourne Festival. Yeah. They didn't ban me, but they took my name off the board so people couldn't find out how to buy tickets. Oh, really? Oh, oh, so no. they did kind of... And then I've never been back, and they, they've made it very clear that I'm not welcome at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, that no one will produce me. Even though people do step forward sometimes and ask, and shall we, and then they start to make plans, and then nothing comes of it, I guess because they talk to others who are unwilling to support a tour. I don't... I really don't know. I'm really? too far away from it. I, and I've been calling the Comedy Store. They seem very eager at first. Maybe they got wind of it, too, in Sydney. I don't know. But I do know that the press there uh, seemed at the time very Catholic in their response. Some mm-hmm. of the papers were very, very conservative, although some just wanted to discuss it in press, in the press, like yeah, talk about have it. Yeah, have a, the conversation. Because it seemed like a wider conversation. Well, we can and can't discuss it in comedy. Uh, who should be banned? Who should be you know, edited? Why should we have a comedy festival at all if we're going to hire people, bring them here, and then tell them to go home and not do their show? Right. So that became a larger conversation and very little to do with me in the end, actually. Wow. I didn't know that you had such repercussions. I knew that they just banned comics off a of Rove. No, it became... Yes, and some people got fired as well from the Rove show. The executive, some of the producers, two people were fired. Heads are old. Anyway, so yes, they used, I think, that experience, I think, to edit people. I think, mm-hmm. like the Janet Jackson experience, I think they utilized yes. things to their what they think is their benefit. Mm-hmm. It gives them more power. It gives the executives more power and more control of what we can and can say. It's silly to have me on a late-night comedy show Anyway, well, especially live. if they know exactly what you're going to do. It's not like you Sinead O'Connor them and ripped up a picture no. of something. But they behaved they didn't like know. that. They said that I, the rumor now I hear is that I, tell, I told jokes about having sex with the Virgin Mary, which I don't have any of those, but I wish no. I did. <laughs> now yeah. you've got yeah. to fulfill yeah. it. I write them now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've been, I mean, the product well, we, con- controversy before many, many times, and you know yeah. what it's like. So. But, it, you know, and, and it's sort of, it, it can actually really work to your benefit. It, it should know? have then. If the producers knew what they were doing, yeah, they would have had me back on because it's a long festival. Have, have, have on you back on and ago. talk about it or something? Yeah, yes. exactly. Like utilized it, like really, really burned it till it was done. Like really got as much as they could out of it. Oh yeah, right. but, I mean it can be good, as, yeah. just as good as really good press. And that's shocking to me that it would be shocking something like that. Well, well, we were down there in um, in March because M- Margaret did the the festival, and there's a, there's Rove is uh, does a different show now, but there was the project. Which is a show on oh, Channel Oh yes, 10. that was another and show. And Johnny yes. Lydon, aka Johnny Rotten, had just been on there oh, and right. it had insulted uh, one of the hosts. Right. Which is basically what he's done for the last forty years. So if they didn't know what he was up to, I don't know. Yeah. And then it was great because Margaret went on the next week with a Sex Pistol shirt on. <laughs> she was in studio it was great. with him. It was, yeah. it was. It was such great. a great moment, though. Yeah. It was his shirt. 
they freaked out <laughs> like what, what is this but yeah, it was yeah. a great i thought that was great television it was great johnny rotten was on there one week and they're all pissed off at him and then she shows up sex and, pistols and again having johnny rotten on them being angry about something he said i know he's it's notorious it's weird it. well, we yeah, had a he, good we he, had a, he's he's a professional dick he is i don't think he's a dick but i mean <laughs> yeah he but acts that's like a dick that's his gig. but he used a c word on british television 35 years ago and got yeah. trouble for that was 35 years ago <laughs> but that's what he does it's yeah. like punk rock and but they were i think that they were appreciative because i was like in the context of their show and yeah. after coming from a different continent yeah, you know yeah. it was it was good but we had a good time in melbourne we actually met somebody that uh, jim and i are very fond of who you know you like too is Paul Foot. Oh yeah, Paul Foot's great. We had him on the show and um, did some stuff with him. He was really, really great. Yeah, he's and hilarious. Isn't he? You were the person who introduced me to him oh, first, yeah. and I remember doing. Um, uh, well, I wasn't doing it. I was I just watching him during your show, and we were just helpless with laughter. We were just, what is his? What is he? I I, I don't know. We could tell Jim and I what what is he um, like? You know, we we want to know. We know a little bit. Explain yeah. for us. He's and a terrible driver. What is He's Paul a Ford? terrible driver. Don't get in the car with him. He drives <laughs> really? very fast through London. Very very fast. Oh, he has a car. <laughs> oh yeah, a tiny oh, little cute. weird car. He actually dresses that way. I was leaving some meeting in London at the afternoon in North London. I was walking on the street, and he came toward me. With a weird bag of stuff, dressed in that that mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. like a fop. Yeah, you know? adorable. Yeah, really, really cute. Yes. And he, he was angry because he'd just been at the bank and dealing with his grandmother's money and her bank account. They'd give him a hard time. He was going to fire the bank manager. And he'd yelled at tellers and he told the whole story. But incredibly erudite. He's great word usage. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> really, really funny. I would love like to see him life. like that. Like, yeah. you know, just in different moods and different flavors and yeah, different yeah, shades yeah. He, of, of he who he is. He is full of different flavors. Oh, there's, uh -huh. not, there's so much to say about Paul Foot. Yeah, he's great. He's very, very smart, very creative. And, um, and problems with the here. bank. Problems with his mother, his grandmother's will, money, apparently. But it was really funny seeing just sputtering and stammering in the middle of the street in the middle of the day. It's weird because I just can't picture him being like angry, maybe because I have a different notion of him. He seems so other, sort of otherworldly and ethereal. He's angelic, he is. Yeah, but like a little angel, like he's he a also, sweet angel. Because it's so strange when he starts approaching men in a predatory way during the show, which he does sometimes. <laughs> and they feel like they're being hit on by, by a child, even though he's an adult male, obviously. And because he's so childlike in his presentation of yes. himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He looks like mm -hmm. he's a little kid playing in his bedroom. Mm -hmm. like when you say at home you have the flu and you start making stuff up. He does a lot of wordplay and a lot of um he challenges the audience. Yeah, we really we really we we just enjoy him so much. He's great. He's really funny. I'm a huge fan of his. But he's cer certainly like when he was bringing his um his briefcase on stage, you didn't know if he was going to use it, but then you realize, oh that's just that's just another Thing that he's got yeah kind of the way that some comics bring a guitar on stage and they never use the guitar they just leave it oh yeah yeah um but i also think you know he doesn't go for a punchline, which is i i think disarming for a british audience mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. very very eager for punchlines to pop out so they know when to laugh and how to behave right and it seems here since i've been here i feel like some of the smaller rooms i play especially in san francisco like in the mission where all the creative types who work for google now live um, when I do a punchline, I feel like they think I'm being mean or old. They're like, <laughs> no. you're like my uncle, you're dirty. You're like my mm. relatives at a wedding. Why are you telling punchlines? Because they want to see like a comedy show on a PowerPoint presentation, which a woman who went on before me did. Mm -hmm. And they just loved. And um, then I went on and started telling jokes, you know, and they were like, no, this people got up and walked out. It's a very small room. I saw them all leave. 
and uh, it made me feel a bit like I got to learn to do this new thing, mm -hmm. this kind of deconstructive thing if I want to play with these audiences, the young kids. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I don't I know. Think it I depends don't... maybe where you are, but I don't know. San Francisco's changed a bit. Yeah. The smaller rooms. They're v again, they're very, um, they think they're postmodern and they want to see something kind of, I don't know what it is. It felt as though I was like carving something into stone for them. I, like, <laughs> I know, right? With a chisel, right? you know what I mean? I just felt like they wanted to see, the other comics I saw didn't really do, now, I'm not saying this, and I've never been a big punchline person. I'm not that good at them. And I'm, I'm you are. You know you're great at them. You, I've got a you few. Ha you, you've got jokes. You've got comedy. Some of them. But I feel when I'm there, for one instance, I told a joke about Princess Kate, and I was hissed and heckled. In, in San Francisco? Yeah. Because some of the women who live there now are 25, and they want to, she's their idol, mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. They want to be a princess, and they want to be Kate. And yes. why they want to be cultish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they want to wear that dress. So I, I felt as though what young people are used to plus you must have noticed that with young audiences the attention span is a bit less right yeah well it just mm -hmm. depends yeah. I mean it, it's always it's sort of I don't know like I, I now realize it's never really about the place it's kind of just about um, my my situation whatever I'm doing I mean mm -hmm. it's not you, you could you can never really figure it out like I I mean now tra sort of traveling everywhere I don't know if it's the place anymore mm -hmm. I don't know if I could define it that easily yeah well, in San Francisco, I think that it really depends on the room you're playing, what the, what the audience is there, what they expect, what they're there for. Mm -hmm. But I do tend to make the mistake sometimes of watching the comics who go on before me just to get a feel for the room. Mm -hmm. And maybe that puts me in a mood where I feel like I'm a chaperone. I'm <laughs> no. What were you doing sets? Uh, 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 when I'm not doing my own thing, you know, a dark room, which is gray. Is oh, yeah, yeah. Space. I've done a show there, yeah. And the, that, that cinema that's below the, the video rental place on 21st and Valencia. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where they walked out. Although I've been back since, and I kind of learned to talk more to them instead of at them. Yes. And that seems to work better. Well, and you can't help it because they're right there. They're sitting right, right. there. Yeah. And um, so it's a good challenge for me. I'm not saying that I didn't think they weren't smart or creative people or that they didn't know what they were there for, what they were doing, the audiences. It was just a different thing that became a challenge. for Coming back to San Francisco, instead of feeling safe to me, sometimes feels like it's an I'm inspired by a new challenge by trying to find a way to reach these people. I mean, I get so complacent, I think, in London because I do 20-minute sets, 25-minute sets. I do three or four or five shows a night. I go out and do my thing. I'll go home. It's not a day job necessarily, but it's something that I'm very accustomed to. I know the rooms pretty well, and I kind of know how I think I know how to play them. Mm -hmm. Although there's always surprises because it's live performance and you never know. But with these audiences, it's new. It's fresh. It's different. I speak a different language than they're accustomed to, mm. and that's good for them and good for me. You yeah. Know? I like that they don't know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they well, don't have a preconceived notion. Although when they see me walk on stage, that I'm, I'm different from the five comics who've been on before. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't finish sentences with prepositions. And I don't say the word like a lot or, oh, my God. So, you know, <laughs> we see where we're going to go. I like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's in, uh, honey, do, do American English. You don't need to speak any English. You have just to say, uh, so then I was like, and then she was like, and then he was like, and then everybody was like, oh my God! <laughs> we hear a lot of that on the street. We're all thrilled that you were here. A lot. <laughs> we're all, and I'm all, and they're and all. And I was all. We're all. And like, then it was like, yeah, but I totally, I, I think I originated that form of speech because oh, right. I, I was the first person that ever talked that way. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like, oh my God, all. You and all. I was like, oh my God. And it was like, and then she said, oh and God. I mean, like, I'm like what, whatever, whatever you said. Oh. Um, and I was like, 
But, um, and she was all, yeah. And then it was like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the only thing I don't say is, right? That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing, that's that the only is. part of it that I've given. Or the up. kids that do this from my yoga class when I drive them home, they're, like, they're in the back and they go, hmm. <laughs> they do a lot of that now. <laughs> so we've gone from the <sighs> heavy breathing yoga <laughs> to the <sighs> yoga. I feel like we've come half circle. Yeah, very a little bit. Fla- very flaccid s- s- There's a lot of flaccidity in the language. <laughs> well, I mean, all I'm going to say now is namaste. <laughs> <laughs> namaste. Peace to God within you. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh my God. It's like namaste, oh my God. Oh my God, namaste. <laughs> um, where can people, you, you, you're on Twitter. People can tweet oh, you. Oh, yeah. I'm all over Twitter. At Scott Capuro. Uh-huh. I keep losing people, right, honey? What? I don't know. Because I, I just get on this bent, and then I just, I can't, I can't help myself. But Ooh, that's I you. That's, sh- that's good. That's, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, whatever. So that's don't fun. tweet Scott at... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can well you you you, know, you can get some new you, followers. You can our... unfollow Scott. Where, <laughs> where can Please. people unfollow you? Please do on Scott Capurro, I think is what it is. But um, yeah, I'm do, I'm gonna go back and do some shows in San Francisco if they're up there. Yeah. The Bay Area, come to George's in San Rafael. Oh, good. It. Okay. Yeah. You should play that room. I will. I've told you that before, but I think you'd yes. like it. It's I would nice like room. it. Yeah. I'll come. Yeah. We'll go together. Um, that'll be good. So thank you, Scott. Good luck today. Thank you. You look very and, nice, um, by the way. Thank you very much. Oh. Wearing a dress, which is rare. I know. Weird. Feels good, though, right? Um, no, but... Really? I mean, I, I just was so tired to, to take... I didn't want to take it off. So that's is, why I'm wearing it. That's is that not a Walk of Shame dress where you've been in it all night? No, 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 no. But I, I, I did a TV show this morning. It's so The TV show Walk of Shame. It's just I've been in, <laughs> I've been in it for a while, but it, that's that's not a good motivation to wear something when you're too tired to take it off. Right. <laughs> Actually, for you, it's the talk of shame. The talk of shame. Yeah, but now the you're comfortable in it. You're working. The, you're I'm working it. it. It's, it's, a, it's It is. It is what it is. But um, you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. You can tweet Jim Ware. You can tweet me at Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. You can listen to us on Mondays. You can download us on SoundCloud.com. You can uh, subscribe on iTunes. We love our listeners, and we will talk to you next time. Hasta luego, baby. Namaste.